Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 did come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. And we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. One line open, 303-477-5600. We also have our text line, 307-282-22. John and Cheyenne, you're first. Go ahead. All right. So first on um, the question of the day, I have a question. Yes. Why is it every time you pass a Ford Ranger or now a Maverick doing 10 under the speed limit, the driver looks like he's older than Methuselah. Oh, I can't answer that. Because, mm-hmm. believe it or not, probably a vehicle he bought new and has still owned it that yeah, entire time. I still time. drive mine yeah. like it's stolen. Yeah, so. pro- probably has owned it since new, John. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like all these old ranchers, that they all have yeah. their big three-quarter ton truck for work, and then their little go-getter is a ranger, and yep. they always drive it. 10 or 15 under the limit. Yeah, I, I'm i guessing so, because they've owned that thing since it was new. <laughs> All right, update. <clears throat> Wyoming changed the law last year. It used to say the interstate would be close to high-profile uh, high light vehicles during high winds. Okay. And nobody could really define that. So they changed it. Now the law says if you're under in an enclosed truck under 40,000 GW uh, GVWR well yeah GWR you can't drive on the interstate during the high winds hmm. to to stop rollovers makes sense we have so under 40,000 um, pounds under 40,000 okay so what they're trying to do is get the guy who's hauling an empty tractor trailer down the road at 75 off the road before he's, yeah. you know, the truck decides right. it wants to take, right. you know, the truck, because they roll over and they take a nap on the side of the road. And uh, have you ever, yeah, and it happens a lot. And so right now we're under a high wind warning from tonight till tomorrow night. Got it. From, you know, crosswinds between Cheyenne and Wheatland, they're saying 60 plus. So if you're driving a tractor trailer and it's 60-plus and you're light, yeah. you're probably going to go over if you don't know what you're doing. Right. But, uh, yeah, you were talking about the Subarus, and my favorite is the guy doing 10 under in the left lane with the coexist bumper sticker. Yep. <laughs> he's he's the one that you really want to run off the road, right, John? Um, if he's in the left lane, Yes. He's in the right lane. Yeah. You know what? More power. I'm, what, do whatever you want to do. No, That's fine. No, I'm fine with him in the right lane. But when he thinks that because he's saving the planet, he's going to make sure everybody he, else He's the left lane now. police, I call him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Fox doesn't fly with me. 
Jeff Foxworthy said one time, if you see that car and he's blocking the lane, it's okay to make him loose and put him in a wall. Yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> All right, so my windshield question yes. is, you said you have Chris from Fort Collins Yes, on. we do. Um, the last time I replaced the windshield in my Ram, I did. I had him put the, uh, and Novus uses the Aquapel, correct? Yep. Yeah, I had him treat the brand new windshield with the Aquapel. And it didn't seem like it lasted as long as previous times. And I'm just wondering if there's a change in the formula or how long should that last? Um, did, did we put it on for you at our shop or did you put it on yourself? No, 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 no. Troy did it. Okay. Um, that would be a question I would ask him, but, it, you know, a lot maybe. Of factors. Yeah, a lot of factors. I mean, if the vehicle had gotten wet a lot, you washed it a lot. Um, windshield washer, washer fluid, fluid on down the line we go. Yep, other product that might have been. Well, if it was a brand-new windshield. You know, that would yeah, be a question I would ask him. I, I mean. Um, I was disappointed. How long did it last? That, about a year. The previous oh. Oh. time I had it done, it was like two and a half years. You're okay. doing, better, you're doing yeah. better than me because I'll put it on and get about six, six months. months out of it. Six yeah. months is about what okay. they warranty yeah. on it. Yep. Yeah. So it just depends on how much it rained and how much. So if you got a year out of it, I would you're say, really yeah, well. you did well. All right. So then my next question is, what do you charge for that application? Well, I ain't going to lie to you. Um, it's not a product that I push really hard. Um, I, you know, just because we don't have a whole lot of rain here, um, you know, I I don't. Uh, but I'm not going to lie to you. I just um, I don't actually oh, sell it yeah. in my store. I mean, if I, I I've been thinking about reordering it, but we just don't have a whole lot of rain, and um, I, I just had our suppliers did to do so. All right, but I, I think the application and, and there's no itself. Reason why you can't do it yourself. Yeah, John. I mean it's that's kind that of hard. it's not that hard, it, it, and that's probably part of the yeah. reason why we don't do it. But I think you can buy a stick of that stuff, and it usually takes one to two sticks, to, depending on the size of the windshield. I think they're twenty right. bucks or thirty bucks or something. I haven't looked online okay. in a while. And uh, okay, so I always used Rainex in the past and never had an issue with it. But now you're saying that it could screw up if I get a chip. It definitely will. It's very hard to repair a windshield when it has Rainex on it because it's a silicone based, okay. and it just get it doesn't even right. have to get wet. It just seems like it creeps into those cracks and chips, and it the, it does its job. It uh, repels anything that you put on the glass, including bugs and and windshield repair resin is kind of a thicker resin, so it's really hard to to uh, to inject it into that into that damage. Okay, and. Uh you know, at what point do you recommend a new windshield over a... Uh, oh, I think you should get one every month. I think it's great. <laughs> you know. Now, come Good on. answer, Chris. <laughs> Good answer. You know, uh, I think it just kind of depends on how many chips and pits and stuff like that. If you're in Cheyenne, I mean, right. your windshields are probably getting pretty pitted up. Um, you know... Yeah, and I, run, I run the interstate 25 miles each way every day, too. You know, I think that's going to be a personal call. And, you know, there's customers that come in, and they've got a chip, and we look at them, and they want to get the chip fixed. But the windshield is so sandblasted and scratched from Might the well wipers. Put we yep. put a windshield, and sometimes they feel a little bit like that's what our, you know, that's all we're trying to do. But then we've had the, the customer go back after we put a windshield, and they're like, I didn't realize how bad it that's was. Right. No. And the biggest thing is, is especially this time of year in the – In the the afternoon, when you're going through school zones, that sun is sitting there glaring Mm, and blaring, and you can't see anything, Yep. as well as at night when headlights are coming at you. That's right. 
Well, the reason I like the rain repellent treatments is I park outside, and if you've got a good, whether it's the Rain-X or the Aquapel or whatever one it is, you don't have to scrape, usually. Everything just brushes off because nothing sticks. Like you do, like you would get if you got like uh, ice on the windshield yep. and it froze. When you've got that smooth surface, it doesn't stick, so it's a lot easier. That's why I like to use it, not so much for the rain repellent as more for the windshield staying clear on a snowy day. Right. So, snowy well, day, okay. rainy day, well, and I'm mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I wish I would have had some on my pickup on the way down here because I couldn't see a darn thing with the splashback. So I knew oh, that was going to be a topic that we. There, I knew one. that was going to be a topic then today to talk about. There's a good use for it. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, that's yeah. So that's uh, shame on me. Um, but there's also a product no, called NanoGuard that's that's uh, pretty reasonable. We've only used it once. I always migrate towards the Aquapel. It's just easy to use. Okay, and then you said you've never tried the uh, Magic Eraser on the outside. I like it on the inside too. I've never tried it on the outside. You know, we buy it by but, the package because the guys clean the frit band with the windshield on the windshields before they put them in, um, and they love them. I mean, it just it cleans that um, when windshields are made that they, they have a release from the uh, from the mold. And sometimes it leaves a residue, so we have to use either a Scotch Bright, a green Scotch Bright, or mm. that uh, magic right. eraser, and that cleans that surface so that it sticks and bonds. So yes, they use it. Oh, I have no, never used it on the outside. I use that white Scotch Bright yeah. that you could buy, like at uh, like a, you know I don't know if Napa sells it or any paint store. Any but auto they do. Yeah. yeah, and it's not okay. abrasive. And I use that all the time with a glass cleaner. All right. Well, that's good to know, John. Have a good day. Hey, hey man, thanks for calling appreciate in. it very much, Chris or John. I mean, thank you, Chris, for answering all those questions as sure. well. We appreciate it. Uh, Becky, you've been holding the longest. I'll get you in before the break. Go ahead, Becky. Hi, guys. Um, I wanted to see your thoughts on the Maverick versus the Ranger. I'm one of those ranchers that needs a utility runaround vehicle. I already have my big three uh, quarter ton trucks, but um, I was kind of looking at them as my runaround, um, especially to save some gas mileage, and wanted to know what you thought about them or what you're seeing. I don't know everything you do, but personally, if I had the choice between the two, it'd be Ranger over the Maverick, especially if you're still going to put you know, some it, yep. things in the back and even tow some light trailers and things like that. The Ranger will do all of that. Now, the Ranger won't do as well fuel economy-wise as the Maverick, but the Ranger is still a body-on-frame truck. You could still do some things with it around the ranch and that that you wouldn't be able to do with the Maverick. Yep. I've got a 23 Ranger four-door, so I love it. What's your mileage, by the way? You know, the last tank I got about 19, and that's probably because I did the remote start, started up a little bit. It's cold. Because typically um, they're so 21, 22-ish, right? Yeah, and I on the other one that I had, I got upwards of, if I get my foot out of it, and I'm at 65, 24 to 26. Okay. So, okay. so there's some yeah. real world for yeah. you, Becky, on that. Perfect. Yeah, that's kind of what, if I did go the Maverick, are you guys seeing, I know it's only two years out, are you seeing problems with the engines or anything? Really some. Yeah, there has been some. Huge? Yeah, no, great question. There, there's been some. To your point, they don't have a lot of under turbocharged, unibody construction, not a lot of bed. Uh, you know, very plain Jane interior. Now they're a lot less money. You'll you know you'll spend ten fifteen yeah. grand less on a Maverick than you will a Ranger. But keep in mind, 
resale side also comes back into play. The Ranger, I think, down the road is going to do better resale-wise than what the Maverick will do. I have to agree with you. I think the Maverick yeah. is kind of you're going to the grocery store, and I, you know, not to pick on a uh, on an age generation, but 60 sure. and over is probably because it's lower to the ground and they're a unibody. Right. Um, they're just made for putting your leaves and your grass and all that stuff in it. It's just a t- totally, you know, again, yeah, two, totally different utility. Two, yeah, I, I don't, even though they're comparable, they're not. Got it. That makes sense because right now I use a minivan and I don't like it. I need something with an open back. And so, and I'd like decent gas mileage. So those were the two I was looking at. And it sounds like the Ranger would be my better I, I for Again, knowing what there. you're doing around the ranch and other things that potentially would come up. I mean, you could do more things, I feel, in your world with the Ranger than what you can do with, with a Maverick. All right, perfect. That sounds good. Plus, you know, it sounds like if you have a Maverick, you have to r- drive, you know, like ten miles under the speed limit. You do. And I yep, tend to yep. be more. I tend to be more ten to fifteen over. So yes. it sounds like I better, I better stick with the Ranger. I would stick again. I would stick with the Ranger, <laughs> Becky, for you. All right, sounds good. Thanks, You're very guys. welcome. No, great question, by the way. I appreciate that very much. All right. I've got several text messages. I'll get those answered as quickly as I can. One of them is, when is a particular Napa store going to open? I sent that to Steve. We'll see if we can't get that answered for you guys quickly as well. We'll be right back, though. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services special and save $45 on a coolant flush. Even as the weather is getting colder, your engine runs hot. When coolant degrades, it becomes acidic and can corrode your radiator, thermostat, and water pump, sending debris into your engine. These debris, if left unchecked, can lead to major headaches and repairs. Reduce the chance of overheating, even in cold weather, and keep corrosion at bay with a coolant flush special from Geno's. We offer loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Reduce the chance of overheating and save $45 on a coolant flush. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Geno's is celebrating our 40th holiday season. Thank you to all our clients and longtime customers for the patronage and support. We truly appreciate it. Wishing everyone happy holidays. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? 
Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Napa know-how! You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles. To give you confidence in a job done right, on time, the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, Mike, hang tight. i got a question for Chris. Chris is going to try to leave at about 1130. So if you've got a windshield question, get that in quickly. We'll get Chris to answer it. Somebody texted, Chevy High Country HD had a new windshield installed under warranty at the dealership. Then the lane departure said it was unavailable. The glass shop that did the work came out. We took a look at it, went for a drive. They recalibrated it. Their system got it done, but they said the camera is still out of alignment, but everything works. They said it could be the camera mount on the windshield is a little bit off. Because uh, the old windshield, it was a little off, but yet still normal. Everything works great. What do we think should be done, and is that possible that the mount on the windshield's off? Yes, it could be. That's and what I thought. what year is this truck? Uh, sounds brand new because okay. it's under under warranty, so it's okay. got to be under probably a year old or so. Okay, so let's just assume that it's a 2023, 24. Okay. Um, does this vehicle, what, did it come stock, and then you put a lift kit on it after the windshield was done? Um, is there something possibly obstructing the glass? Maybe did they put an eyebrow or a window tint on it? Okay. Yes, um, we have so had that option. All those are a factor. Those are all factors. Okay. If that vehicle is in stock uh, suspension, you could have those issues. Okay. Um, yeah, the mirror bracket could be off a little bit, and they could probably go in and uh, recalibrate it. If it doesn't recalibrate, I hate to throw anybody under the bus, but maybe it could possibly be a GM warranty and a, bad, a, a faulty camera, you know, or a new windshield, something like that. But, you know, uh, cameras are sensors, just like rain sensors, and they do wear out. This one's a brand-new vehicle, let's assume. So, you know, they could also be faulty as well, but depending on how it operated when it came out of the factory. And he said it's stock, no mods, so then I would have a new windshield put in it yeah, for me. Yeah, I would too. Yep. Or have him try to recalibrate it again. Seems okay. like this. you should be able to recalibrate. Yep. From where it's, even if it's not exactly where it is, it should be calibrated. <clears throat> you can manipulate them a little bit if you can need you? to be, but depending on the brand of the glass, if they didn't put, gosh, do, I, like I said, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or do anything wrong here, but you know, it depends on the brand of the glass, and even the OEMs like Pilkington makes that glass for right. General Motors, so right. even they in and 
in a in a factory setting can have a bracket sure. that's not Correct. mounted correctly. Correct. Is it expensive? Heck yeah, it's expensive. Those windows are expensive. Yes, they but, are. Um, yeah, that, that's certainly a possibility. Okay. Mike in Highlands Ranch, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John. Um, I you and I emailed about um, an article I sent you about warming vehicles up. Yes. I, I got your answer, but I I was. Uh, I wanted to expand on that a little bit in my my um, my what I do is is I try to at least get the RPMs to drop down you know all yes. of these have a start mode yes and they you know they, they increase the RPMs and drop down and of course I have a heated garage so there's there's a little bit of help there but I generally, was surprised, and I think what your email said is is you didn't always agree with No, that. I actually did a complete segment this last Tuesday on that, Mike, on my daily show, because I felt like that was important enough to even do there. And what Mike's talking about is there's an article that keeps surfacing around. This one happens to be on a website that's actually owned by the same company that owns Nine News, which once I figured all of that out, Mike, it even gave me less... Um, it gave less credence to the entire article, but there's an article out there running around. It's on verify.com that says you do not need to warm your engine up any longer, which, by the way, I agree with that part. But they went on to say a bunch of things in it that just flat out, Mike, aren't true, i.e., if you let your engine sit and idle too long, you could potentially do engine damage because by idling the engine, it's stripping away oil that is crucial to keep the engine lubricated. And Mike, uh, as an automotive technician for all these years myself, and Steve over here is looking at me like, what? what? I mean, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in an article, and I can't believe And by the way, just to me, just takes away all sort of credentials that anyone at Verify dot com has which again it's owned by a news media company to me it just it strips away any kind of credibility they had at all okay so uh i sent you that article on the email you sure did thank you for clarifying that because your answer was was two-part and i didn't follow the second and and i was in total agreement with you i i understand that the uh the warm-up that you don't have to, okay. No, I mean, all for everybody listening, all the newer vehicles that literally are on the road today, unless you're driving something really old with a carburetor, all the newer vehicles are designed to where you can get in them. I still would let it warm up for at least 25, 30 seconds before I went down the road. But, you know, this article says you don't have to do anything. But, yeah, I, I would still let at least circulation start to happen. And, and then on, on top of that, Mike, yeah, they're meant to where if you want to just get in the vehicle and drive it. And this article did talk about how, yes, there's things like wheel bearings and so on that aren't going to warm up until you drive the vehicle. Well, that's yeah. not the concern. Our concern is the engine transmission assemblies. And by the way, our comfort level. And that's the other thing I came back on Tuesday, Mike, and said is, listen, if everything this article said was true, that by warming your vehicle up, you're stripping away oil and shortening the life of the engine, then why in the world do OEMs put a remote start on the vehicle that allow you to warm it up and, and get into a nice, warm vehicle from a remote distance? If that were the case, they would not be on the vehicle from the factory, Mike. Okay, well, now, now uh, thank you very much for injecting that, because I was, I was sitting there going... That doesn't make any sense to me, that second part of the verify. I went, you've got oil circulating constantly in these modern Yes, motors. you do. They're, and they're absolutely, because of the tighter specs, absolutely 
they absolutely dictate that that happens from the manufacturer. Now, having said that, I I take some of the the hypo cars that I have and exotics, and I think I mentioned that in my email to you. I don't run them over three thousand RPMs until they get to operating. I think them. that's a good advice. And and it just you know I'm just trying to keep what is a very in most cases, a very exotic motor when you look at the specs on all this stuff. And you know what I mean? You own some of those cars. Yes. That you you want to make sure that they come to operating yes. before you do anything rash. You are correct. Not that taking them to their RPM limit is rash. They're actually, they're made for that. And, and they like that uh, when it's done properly. But I was I was uh, wanting to explore, and thank you very much for that. Uh, that that thirty second thing, I just want egads, and particularly the second part. When uh, um, and my problem with that whole article, Mike, is when I got to the second. And this is true with anything. This is my problem with media in general. You know, they may very well be accurate in one section, but they lose all credibility when they put something out in the article that just flat out is total, total BS. It's wrong. I don't know where they're gathering their information from. They, you know, they cited some things in there, one of them being Napa, which, by the way, I don't know what Napa individual interjected, and you, you don't know, and you, you, that's the problem is some of the people even that are cited in there, you don't know exactly what was even said, and was that taken out of context, by the way, because I guarantee you that there's a couple of those references that are in that article that they're referring to that I guarantee you didn't say what that article said. Oh, no, no. I looked at that, too, John, and I went, excuse me? They had some some shop or smart Toyota someplace. In right. Utah. I went, oh, wait a minute. That's hardly an expert, in my opinion. Agree. And, and furthermore, for anyone to say that you are stripping lubricant from an engine by it idling has no idea how an internal combustion engine operates. Did you contact any of the auto industry manufacturers engineers? Uh, they did not, of course, in they that article. They did not, obviously, and that's where I went. I just went ballistic, and that's why I sent that off to you. Uh, on another note, you have the uh, windshield expert. Uh, I had um, a year and a half ago to replace a windshield on my Toyota 4Runner, which. Um, the windshields get replaced, you know, practically every other month because they're so straight up and they take everything. Um, it's like a cheap windshield. What year is it? Uh, 2020. Okay. And and um, my insurance company said, go here, da-da-da-da-da. So I said, okay, I'll try them. They, I couldn't believe how, um, and I... Uh, you don't have to mention names. I could probably already guess. Well, uh, subsequently, I had to have that windshield replaced about six months later, and the people um, that that replaced it then, which were, was your folks, by okay. the way, looked and went, "Oh my God, they scratched your paint." Now, uh, all on the inside where the windshield is, they didn't care about any of that paint. Yep, the primers. Or windshield out. That's um, that's what we battle in our industry is all the. All the technical and the important stuff is underneath the glass that needs right. to be prepped correctly in, in order for you to have a safe installation and, and a longevity of a metal molding and a metal pinch weld that's around that vehicle. So, 
Yeah, go ahead with, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, it was stunning to me, and and, the, and your tech said, do you have any touch-up paint? I said, yeah, but it's a it's a white pearl, yep. and I said, so it's a two-stage touch-up, and it's it's a pain yep. in the ass to deal with. Yep, very do popular you have any, color for a forerunner. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's their pearl essence. Pearl white, yep. I, I absolutely hate pearl paint if you have to repaint a car, but uh, I won't get into that. But I said, do you have a primer that can we at least take care of the exposed metal that they managed to scratch the crap out of uh, when they cut the windshield out? And I said, what happens when this, uh, how does this happen? And they said, poorly trained technicians that don't care. Yep, that's exactly right. And that's what we battle with in our industry. Well, that, um, you know, you guys did a great job. Well, thank you. And and I I have to tell you that I get to use you all the time out here in Highlands Ranch because uh, because of the the shape of the windshield I get oh. I constantly get chips in it and you've repaired chips for me um, or no let's see that's not right but um, I personally probably have it but we have a Novus that's out there and I'm sure they do a great job for you Oh no they did a wonderful Perfect. job. But anyway, uh, thank you for being Novus and doing the, the work you do. I'll let you guys go. John, thank you. You for bet. Your, you Mike, bet. Thanks no, for calling appreciate in. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always. Jeff in Montana, uh, you got a windshield question, Chris. You want to hang on and answer Yeah, absolutely. That? I'm going to stick okay. around. You bet. Well, hang on. Uh, we'll get that as soon as we come back from the break. Jeff, hang tight. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASE certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. 
Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Reliability. It's what every driver wants from their vehicle. Regardless of make or model, you want your vehicle to take you where you need to go. Reliability is exactly what the Colorado Select Auto Care Centers offer. They've set the standard for excellence in automotive repair and maintenance. Each member offers NAPA Auto Care Peace of Mind Warranty, along with the highest level of customer service and integrity. To find a Colorado Select Auto Care Center near you, log on to drive-radio.com or call 303-546-NAPA. All right, we are back. One line open because somebody's calling in as we speak. 303-477-5600. Jeff in Western Montana, you are next. Go ahead. Hey, I'm coming up on what might be a dead zone, so I'll ask my question real quick. Uh, I keep a high deductible for collision, but I have a $100 deductible on comprehensive. I'm with USAA, and that's, that means that uh, they fix chips for free. Uh, they don't charge me when I take it in. But a new windshield will only cost me $100. So what do you think about that for an insurance hat? What does it cost you to have that over if you didn't have it? Um, you mean if I had a higher deductible? Correct. It's, it's a couple of bucks. I mean, if it, yeah, I mean, if it's a nominal number, then I would do what you're doing now. Yeah. If it's a lot of money, I mean, for some people listening, this is everything you have to sit down and weigh out. If it's a lot of money, then of course I'm always one to try to self-insure and save money on the insurance itself. But everybody's different, Jeff. What kind of car do you have? Um, we have a bunch of different things, all the way from 2004s to 2019. So. I think you take a look at that and find out whether or not you have all of the programming and the cameras and stuff like that in your vehicle. $100 deductible is pretty reasonable. Right. Because uh, the windshields that we're selling and, and installing, these things are, I mean, they're anywhere from 800 to 1500 bucks out the door on that kind of stuff for all the technology and things that are in it. Right. It really, it really, Jeff, yeah. comes down to you and your... Your financing. Well, and what, you know, again, in your case, if it's only a few bucks, well, then you're not really saving anything by going to the higher deductible. For some, you know, that might be a substantial amount of money on a six-month basis. You could probably go with a high deductible of like a 1,000 collision, 1,000 comp, and see if they'll keep your glass at zero or 100 bucks. Yeah, okay. Uh, and for Becky and... Uh
Yeah, so I changed the tank, the pump, and the filter. Okay. Started up, and it sounded like it was running on seven cylinders. <clears throat> so I got a guy to put the injectors in it, and when he pulled the intake off, he says, well, it had a lot of gas in it. It was a pressure regulator. It must have been stuck open. Ah, uh, okay. So it went some place at 80 bucks for a regulator, and the thing runs. I changed, yeah, it only had about a gallon and a half of gas in the oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I changed that and got it. But it don't have any power. Like, it's starving for gas. So, you know, it's a Ford. So, what, have they got five different regulators? Maybe somebody got the wrong regulator? You got a 302, 351? 302. 302? Yeah. Or did they clean out the rail for the injectors when they put it in? Yeah. <clears throat> so, where are you at with it now, Robert? It don't have any power, but it runs. It idles and stuff. Okay. But it don't have any, enough power it, to pull itself up the driveway. Does, did you change the fuel filter? Because 96 can have a fuel filter fuel still. Filter, yeah. yeah, I put a K&N on oh. it. I didn't think they got any better. A fuel filter? K&N yeah. fuel filter? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they even had a fuel filter. Yeah, it was like 15 or 18 bucks, but if it's back, I, why not? Then wouldn't that be a good thing to do? Yeah. So, yeah. What kind but of I fuel are you running? I think you should be, uh, check, oh, sorry. No. I think you should probably be checking the fuel pressure. Well, it had like 30 pounds up at the place to check it, so, you know, that drives me crazy. I don't but, know what specs yeah. are on that. If it, do, it, do you know what the specs were for that, Robert? Did you look that up? Yeah, it's supposed to be worth 30 to 45. Yeah, 30 on the low side then because you, you want to be closer to that 45. If it's only got 30, that very well could be your problem, to Steve's point. Yeah, but the regulator or the pump in the tank? The pump in the tank. Yeah, the Bad pump they got. Yeah, the they pump, only the have pump, one the regulator. They're not, they're not a bunch of regulators on that. No, there's only the one. And if you only got 30 at the test port, that's at the bottom end of specs, that's most likely your problem. Okay, because I looked it up and it said it wanted to know what was on the registration for an N number or something for the right regulators. So I thought they had different ones and that something, but... Maybe I got a bad. Well, pump. there's only one regulator, but making sure it's the right regulator, yes, you'd want to make sure of that. But if you're only dead, you know, because that that what you're reading is prior to the regulator. If you've only got thirty at so, that port, that's not enough. So that's the pump then. And most likely the pumps. Now, will the pump come back to life the more fresh fuel you run through it? It's probably varnished up from that fuel sitting in there for those eight years. But that's a question, Robert. I can't answer. I don't know if it would ever free up enough to make it work properly. I don't know. I put a new tank on it. It, But but you didn't put a new pump in it. Just a new tank with the old pump. Yes, a new pump too. Oh, you put a new new pump pump in it, but it still only got thirty psi. Yeah. The pump's bad then. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. a new pump should be at forty-five. Okay, I'll or yeah, pull the vacuum hose off to test it properly. Okay, as I'll... a regulator, pull it off, see if it goes up higher. It, it, yeah, see if it changes. But I very again, we always remind people of this. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. We, yeah, you know, yeah. Steve runs right. through. You know, so does Chris. I mean, you get new parts all the time that aren't aren't perfect, Robert. You know, men make them. Yeah, yeah. So do oh. women. <laughs> when some women do, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, humans, let me humans, say that. Humans, humans make, make them, Robert. Yes, thank you, Chris. Put the gauge back on. You say pull a vacuum pump off or pull that pull line off? The, yeah, there should be a vacuum, vacuum line right regulator. at the pressure regulator, right? Yeah. See if it changes. Yeah, if it changes. If it goes up to 40, then it's... Then you probably have a good pump. You want to be more of that 45 on a new pump. If it's not up to that 45, you probably still have an issue somewhere. Okay, because this thing, the truck's only got 92000 on it straight. It's not a bad... Yeah, no, that's worth oh. fixing. Yeah, no, worth, worth going through this, yes. 
The problem with 96 is they didn't have a lot of other test capabilities, as you know, Robert. That was, you know, OBD one and a half-ish or so, yeah. and they just weren't, they didn't give you a lot of info. <laughs> He says the light, the check engine light comes on, but he ain't got no way of checking it. Yeah, and no, you can check it. You you should be able to, and there, yeah, and you can, you can pull some it. information just, out of that. Yes. Yeah, you need to find out if you have check engine light. You need to find out why that's on too. Correct. So could he run seafoam through that to clear that? Or is I that, would, if he put a new tank in, it's not going to make a difference. Make no. a difference. Yeah. No. So it, it, what? Do you, you don't know what check engine light's on for though. No, no. You got to no. find that out too. Yeah. Because we could be going the other direction. We could have a plugged exhaust. We have a cat code. In you could have a catalytic converter yeah. that's plugged. Yeah, timing that's way off, Robert, that's not doing something correctly. You can, again, that code will tell you a lot of the direction you need to start looking to determine what's up. If it dumped all that gas and it would have wiped out that catalytic converter? Could have. Converter? Yeah. Well, that's probably what it did. Could have. There's a gallon and a half. And again, and again Robert, we it, on this vehicle, as long as it sat, that kind of fuel... All of this is speculation. It's not in front of me. I can't look at it. You've got to go through every single system to determine what's happening. And, again, first things first, to Steve's point, check fuel pressure. Is it changing when you unhook the regulator and hook it back up with the vacuum line? If you're seeing some changes there and you can get up to that 45 PSI, great. If not, we've got other issues to get started with first before you can even start running through the check engine light end of it. Okay, and then unhook the catalytic converter and see if it comes Potentially, up. Potentially, huh? yeah. I mean, that one, yeah, that's, that's... That's after you find out what the code is. Yeah, there, yeah, there's all these other steps you need to go through first. We don't want to oh. do more work than we have to. Okay, have we got a good place to send it to? Uh, you're in Arvada, yes. Arvada West can take care of that for you, absolutely. That's where I may have Arvada a West Truck and Auto, they can do it. Okay, thank you. All right, you. You, you're very welcome, Robert. Appreciate it. All right, with that, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transportation, transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. 
Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service with us today. Chris from Novus Auto Glass up in Fort Collins with us as well. And Chris is going to be here till noon. He's going to head out here at the top of the hour. So if you've got a windshield question, we've got him for another 10 minutes or so. So uh, give us a quick call. We'll get that taken care of. David in Windsor is next. Go ahead, David. Uh, yeah, I got a question about my son has a 4.7 liter Grand Cherokee okay. 2000. And uh, it's running really rough, it's, it's, and it has no power, and it just happened all of a sudden. It was running great, and we took it four-wheeling and came back, and it just started running really rough. Okay. And no power, and uh, it starts. I mean, it set for two years, and we started it up when we were up in South Dakota last weekend, and it started right up, but it, and it runs, but it just it I, has no power. And I didn't hear what, in, what year was four, it again? Uh, I didn't get a 4. year. 4.7. It's a 2000, 4.7, great. So 2000, 2000, okay. okay. Yeah. Check engine lights or anything like that coming on? No check engine lights. We we checked all the all that. Any all weird things happen when you were wheeling? Is it possible exhaust got smashed or anything along those lines? Oh uh, well, it actually it's the exhaust is off past the catalytic converter. It got it did get smashed and, and we it they. It's off. Is so the did you look? Did you, did you shine a flashlight down the cat, and is it all good, or is it all broken apart at all? No, we didn't do that. I, I would, given Can't you've had her. that issue uh, with the rest of the exhaust. I, yeah, I'd take a flashlight, David, shine down the back of it, and see to make sure that it's all still intact. If it's not, that could be your problem. Okay. Yeah, we thought maybe the computer, because he had that worked on, and it's under warranty, so we took it out and sent it to. Back to the place, okay. Because it was funny. And did they just did get, they find anything yet, or is it? Uh, it's still there. Okay. We have. I, I highly doubt there's an issue there because typically you'll get a check engine light or something along those lines. Not saying that's not the case, given the fact it's been worked on. But once you find out from them what the scoop is, I, regardless, I would still look at the cat. 
Yeah, okay, that's probably a good possibility because, yeah, that did get banged out. Yeah, if it got banged pretty hard, it can loosen, you know, it's a honeycomb, as you know, inside there, and that stuff can get loosened up, and then, of course, it just clogs up and doesn't flow. Yeah, all right, that's a good thing to look at. Okay. Uh, Anything else you can think of? Uh, I think you're on the right track with the two things you're working on now. I know the fuel pressure's up like 50 pounds. We checked that one. You should be fine there, yeah. And, And as you know, those were, I mean, those were solid engines. I mean, they're expensive to maintain and work on, but that's a good engine. Yeah, it's a really nice vehicle. We'd yeah. like to get her back on the yeah, road. No, that's at Mercedes, so nothing wrong with that at all. All right. Well, okay. Thank you. No, David, thank you. I appreciate it very much. 303-477-5600. Again, Chris from Novus with us up in Fort Collins. If you have a windshield question, by all means, uh, let us know. I, real quick also, I had a, a little bit of dialogue back and forth the email this morning. There was a news article out this week where there was a lady on Colfax and Teller in a wheelchair that was hit by somebody in a truck. And unfortunately, the lady in the wheelchair passed away. She died. And I had somebody emailing back and forth saying, well, it's because these big trucks and these big tires and this, that, and the other. And then I got a picture of the truck sent to me by this same individual. And I looked at the truck, and I'm like, it's pretty much a standard F-150. I don't really see too many modifications. It's got aftermarket wheels and tires, but not anything on it that would cause any kind of an issue with running somebody over. And again, I always, from Charlie's recommendations over the years, I'm always hesitant to comment on anything that happens along these lines until you get every single detail to know exactly what happened. For example, and I'm not passing blame or covering for anybody one way or the other, but was she crossing when she was supposed to? Were there other cars blocking the vision of this driver? Was the sun in somebody's eyes? Uh, Again, there's all sorts of factors that I don't have any answers to, and I'm not just going to blame somebody that was driving a truck uh, you know, from running into somebody that it was the truck's fault. I mean, was this person on their cell phone? Were they texting? You know, there's all sorts of things that can go on, and I don't know the entire situation. It is, uh, it's very sad that somebody passed away, and I don't know the entire situation. Uh, but again, I, I'm always hesitant because of uh, Charlie's recommendations. There's a lot of things I don't even make comments on for several days after because until everything is known about that situation, I don't want to jump to conclusions on either side, and I would highly suggest all of you listening, especially this particular individual, that you do the same thing. Do not jump to conclusions about it being you know, a truck and why do we allow these gas-guzzling trucks to drive around and so on and so forth. I'm not even going to get into that on this program. That's a daily show topic that I would cover, but all I would say is we live in a free country, and I am one that wants this country to stay free and drive whatever you feel like driving. Now, does that mean that you can just run, you know, ripshot over everybody else on the road? Well, of course not. You still have to drive sanely and be careful and all of that, and I'm not, again, covering for anybody here, but I don't know all of the situation, nor am I going to pass judgment on anyone without knowing that. And you're next. you got a windshield question. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, it's cold outside. Somebody in a wheelchair, it just seems too weird. Anyway. um, Well, uh, and keep in mind, Ann, when that happened, that was probably one of our, I think that was earlier in the week, that was probably one of our 70-degree days or so. so. But to to your point, I I don't know the whole circumstances, and I'm not going to pass judgment until we do. Good idea. Okay, Um, I've got a 2000 Buick Park Avenue, and um, it needs a new windshield. I have a few engine problems. It has the windshield that it had in it has this 
you know, very fancy. I, I forgot. Oh, you can see the speedometer. I mean, that's called heads-up display. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I don't think I'm going to replace it with that kind of windshield because they're so expensive. I don't know if those are available anymore in that in that model. Oh, really? To be honest oh, with really? you, uh, if my memory strikes me correctly. I know the part number, but um, a 2000 Buick Park Avenue. If it's not running correctly, I would probably try to get that stuff fixed before worrying about a windshield. <laughs> okay. Good point. Nice car, though. No, I mean, those are a nice car. Yeah, I, I love them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a great car. I just, I just wondered. Okay. Um, and okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the ones with the heads-up display, they're expensive for that year. I mean, five, six hundred bucks for that year if that window was available still. Um, you, yeah. You'll, you would have to go with whatever is available at our. You know, in our warehouses, what have you, at this point, in our older vehicle like that. I mean, 2000 doesn't seem that old to me because I'm a little older, but at this point, um, I guess it's 24 years old. So Yeah, uh, yeah. well, I have a 91, too, that oh. I have to get rid of. I mean, you know, that I've 91 had. 91 Buick? Yeah, on Park Avenue. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Guys. No, you're you very bet. welcome, man. I appreciate okay. it very much. Somebody sent me an article as well. Somebody from Wyoming on there's a article in the Cowboy State Daily titled "Those Giant Deer Catcher Bumpers May Not Be Safer," say Wyoming auto experts. Now, uh, trying not to be critical, but I know one of the writers in this article, and I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to question the Wyoming auto experts. They're claiming are in this article. Now, while they're correct in saying that the best way to avoid a deer is to stop before hitting it, I also know that's not always possible. In fact, I will also say that sometimes the best thing to do is to drive through the deer and not try to drive off to the right, the left, stop, cause other accidents, and so on. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just hit it and then deal with whatever comes with after. And I will also say that there are a lot of aftermarket Bumpers, Ranch Hand being a particular brand, that if you do run into an animal along those lines, you're going to have a lot less damage to your vehicle than what you would have had with some of the stock equipment that comes on some of these trucks, which, by the way, isn't much. Now, the writers in this article would disagree with what I just said. They will tell you that you should never change, you should keep everything factory, blah, 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 blah. Um, and in fact, if you put some of these things on the vehicle, it won't even operate correctly, the airbags won't go off, blah, blah wrong false again tells me right off the bat that they're not auto experts because none of that is going to change the sensors on the car it knows exactly what you've run into and at what speed and so on none of that's been changed and if it is then the system is going to have a light on it's not going to go off at all that's a whole nother conversation it always bothers me when quote-unquote experts write articles on things that quite frankly they know nothing about um, your Chris is, you know, taking the words <laughs> exactly. out of my mouth, literally. But that always bothers me, and then always makes me wonder, like the article we talked about in the first hour, talking about how long you should warm up your engine. Uh, when I read these things, I just want to almost not read the rest of it, because it's like, you're already wrong in this section. How much more wrong are you going to be everywhere else? Now, I'm not saying that I personally have all the answers, but I will say I've grown up in this industry. I've been around it literally my entire life. I'm 59 years old. I really can remember being around cars when I was four or five years of age, started working on them when I was 11 or 12, and that's not an exaggeration. I was on the line literally as a technician's helper when I was 14. That's how long I've been around some of this stuff, and, and it always bothers me when I read quote-unquote experts. And the other thing I will tell you quickly is I've, I've only met 
a few automotive journalists across the country, and I've been to a lot of events over the years, that think like I do. Most of them are extremely liberal-minded. They look at things completely through a liberal lens. And yes, that's a different lens in the way that I look at things. I'm not making it political. That's just a fact. I look at things differently than they do. And I will tell you that most automotive articles, so keep this in mind when you're reading them, are written with a very heavily slanted look from the left. And I've always wondered about that because they're literally taking a look at things and doing it in a way that would put themselves out of business, which I've never understood, but I won't go down that path today. But this particular article that somebody sent me, uh, I take... uh, uh, I take some issues with because, number one, they're not auto experts, and number two, most of what they talk about in here are not correct. And I'm su- not, I don't know Cowboy State Daily and whether that's which side it leans towards because I'm not in Wyoming, so those of you that live up there would have to tell me all of that. Chris from Novus, Fort Collins, one, anything you want to, before no, you head out, I anything just, you want to leave people I, with? No, not at all. I just know that deer don't just always stand in the highway no. they follow you till they cross because they can see uh they go to the light they, they go to the light um that's what know. most I animals you have to do put yourself in that position they go to the light deer. and freeze uh, you know hitting a deer is one thing hitting a moose is a completely different problem um so an elk yes, an elk or something exactly like that right. absolutely always try to avoid that kind of stuff but no i have nothing else um i appreciate you thank you let me come down well, at the last you. minute and you're no, fine. It was a lot no, of fun. No, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of good times here. Thanks, Chris. Yep. No, appreciate, appreciate you very much. You Guys, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Myself and Steve are going to hang tight for this last hour. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.